All right, guys, good to have you back. I'm sitting here with my good friend Gary Hale, who is texting on his 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 exquisite top line state of the art LG LG. Not sure whatever it is. Uh, hand me down from Fred Flintstone, and so uh, he just sent the message, but he will probably get home before the message actually arrives. They probably will. So we got something a little cool for you today, guys. Uh, something that one of those. You know, we just got done doing another podcast talking about driving and craziness and culture and trying to keep her cool and all that kind of stuff. But this is one of those success stories of um, one of those things that's 100% God, and there's no question about it, And uh, that life is changed and it takes the moments where you're frustrated or driving in town and it's crazy and all that stuff and it makes it worth it because when you see a life transformed by the gospel and transformed by God, it's just an amazing thing. So Gary, I'm going to let you kind of take this one away. Cause you know about the situation. I know a couple, a little bit, but I want you to kind of fill us in. Yeah. This past week we, we were able to have a, a baptism and we had six people uh, that got baptized. And of course uh, your daughter, uh, Ellie was one of those. Yep. And so, um, and we had another missionary daughter and then we had uh, four others that were baptized, a kid that got saved at uh, church camp and then uh, we had a couple of adults. In fact, one of the, one of the um, the ladies that got baptized um, had accepted the Lord at a church anniversary in August. Cool. Okay. After having been attending the church, I guess on and off for about five years. Well, then she she got saved in in August. And what was really cool was one of the small Anna Maria, her small group Bible leader, came over, put her arm around her, and said, "Hey, I'm going to be discipling her." Well, she's been she's been working on that since August. And so now here we are in November and, um, you know, with our scenario where we, we have to fill up the, the baptistry, we can't baptize quite as quick because it's a, it's a little bit of an ordeal. We have an outside baptistry. We have to fill it up. We have to clean it, fill it up, all that kind of stuff. And so it's not just as quick as just having, you know, American church where you have the, the baptistry is always like a giant bathtub ready to go. Right. Right. And so it's a little bit of an ordeal, but so we kind of plan these things out every so, every so often. And so, you know, this lady has been uh, faithful. I think she brought the other friend too that accepted the Lord. So she was baptized too. And there was a, there, but there's a gentleman, uh, kind of what we wanted to talk about on this podcast. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Francisco. Now I met Francisco because he is a manager of apartments in a, an apartment hotel that we use for our groups, okay? And he apparently knew that we had taken a group over there and we hadn't used him. And so his son actually goes to Las Palmas. Now, Francisco's in his 70s, okay? And he has a young son, okay? So I don't think I even have to elaborate a whole lot on that. Um, he's from Spain, okay? And uh, he has his son who's in Las Palmas. Now, he's had a good experience at Las Palmas, and it it was a good um, – uh, it left a good impression on him, how he has noticed the formation in his son, uh, how the administration, how the teachers, everything about Las Palmas is a very good positive. Now, he hears that we bring missions groups over here. So he calls Diamatis, and he says, I would like to meet with whomever I need to meet with in order to talk about renting the apartments to, um, you know, to, to your missions groups. So I kind of wasn't really interested, to be honest with you, because I thought we kind of already had our setup. And we were kind of already working with people and we tried to be loyal to who we work with. Yeah. And, um, so I wasn't all that positive, uh, at first. And, but I agreed that I could meet with him. So I'm not going to hurt to meet with him. And he was just very, uh, very professional in the way. I mean, he's older, um, 
but he's very respectful and just does things in a way that uh, really resonated with me and I really appreciated it. And so we're going through, he's sharing me all his, uh, you know, his apartments that he can rent and all this. And so we have a conversation. I ask him where he is spiritually. And of course, that's when he tells me he's from Spain. You know, he's Catholic and all that, but he doesn't trust the leadership of the Catholic Church. And, you know, he has some issues there. In fact, he he would go over to, to our Catholic Church here in town, the big one, and he would go there when there was no one there. And he, but when the doors were open, so he could go in and just sit alone and, and pray and all that. And so he believes in God. Uh, he doesn't, there's some things that bother him about the church. He doesn't trust leadership. And he basically expresses to me, he doesn't really trust any spiritual leaders. He just doesn't, he doesn't, he just doesn't uh, go with that and doesn't think that they're, uh, you know, better than him and blah, blah, blah. And so we just have this conversation. I turn it toward Christ. Um, but I can tell that, you know, he's still caught a little bit in his, uh, good intentions and his, his own righteousness, religion, yeah. his religion. Um, but I definitely was able to talk about Christ and talk about, well, here, you know, it's, you know, all those talking points. It's not religion, it's relationship. It's, you know, all those things that, you know, we've said over years and years and years. Um, so I invite him to church. Now, I didn't think that he was, um, you know, I, you know, you know how invitations are. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there, you know. Well, Francisco shows up at church. Now, I got to be honest with you, when he first came, I thought, well, this is just for the business. You know, it's, he's just trying to, I mean, he's doing a good thing. I mean, that's good. Good play by him, but just say, you know, to show up and he's trying to earn our business, all that. But he kept, he keeps coming back and we keep having these conversations and he allows me to speak, uh, about Christ with him. And so I'm taking these opportunities. Um, and so then I said, you know, I suggested that he, he go and talk to DMI. I said, you know, DMI has a, has a, maybe a familiar story. DMI is one of our team members that was saved in this work and, and left her, a uh, very successful job in human resources as a vice president in order to join the ministry. She's one of the secrets behind the success of the school. And, you know, she's just, she's one of our church members, very well respected by the church, but Diamides comes from a very strong Catholic background. And so I told Francisco, I said, you really need to ask her about their story. So it was really funny because um, I don't know if I said testimony. I think I may have said testimony, but then I kind of put it just in regular, you know, what's a testimony? Story, yeah. yeah I said story. And so uh, he, he had that lodged in his mind. And so for, I think like two weeks later, he comes to me and said, now you told me I needed to speak to DMIs about what, what was I need to ask her about? And I was like, you need to ask her about her story. Just ask her about how she came, uh, you know, to be involved in all this. And so, uh, he, he does. And so DMIs is like, you know, just telling him like, this is where I was before Christ. And of course it was heavy Catholicism and all this stuff. And so she lays it out for him. Um, so I go away on a trip or something like that. I come back, I meet with Francisco at his apartment and he has a Bible and he says, uh, could, would you sign this Bible for me? And, uh, so he opens up, he says, yeah, DMI's got it for me or recommended it for him or bought it, bought it for him. I don't know which, but anyway, he credited DMI's for him having that Bible. And so I had just made the comment that, oh, that's a nice Bible because it was large print. So I was like, that was interesting. So I, uh, so I'm on the spur of the moment here. I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to write. So I write something and, you know, write a verse, you know, that type of deal. Uh, I'm not really, honestly, I'm not really big into the whole signing Bible stuff. That's, yeah. Texas back to our old days, doesn't it, Gary? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm just not into that. But in this scenario, this case, it meant something to him. And so I just write a little message and dedicated it to him or whatever. Um, so the next thing I know, um, I, I 
I come back from a trip or something like that, and Francisco has bought me the same Bible. Uh, he's purchased it for me. So now I have this large print Rene Valera Bible that is from Francisco. Well, all this time, Francisco is like showing up at church to the services. He starts coming to the men's Bible study that Pastor Carlos does. He, um, he's, he's volunteering and getting frustrated when he's not put to, to, to work. And <laughs> we're trying to be really careful with Francisco because we don't want him to fall into this works. He works and feel like he's, He's earning his salvation. But little by little, you're seeing things clear up in him. Okay. Now, he has spent, and he, and he tells me uh, that he has spent 70 years in the Catholic Church. That's just, that's just hard to believe. But when you think, okay, right. how old is he? Is he 75, 76 years old? He was baptized uh, as a baby or an infant or whatever. And all he's ever known, 70 years in the Catholic Church. I, that just boggles my mind. And yet he's hearing about um, salvation through grace, you know. Uh, by grace through faith, uh, he you know he's hearing about um, for the first time he know. doesn't have to confide in a church leader to have a right relationship yeah. with God. Yeah, and so it's all clearing up for him. So little by little, as he's in these studies, and so then he and I start a little uh, like a little first step study, and uh, you know the, those things are um, uh, those things are clearing up, and uh, so he gets to the point where you know uh, you know we're going through Sunday mornings, we're going through our studies about. Uh, through the book of Acts. Acts. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that phrase about what uh, what impedes me or what what hinders me from being baptized. <laughs> you know. And so Francisco throws that in my face and he says he says, Well, just like it says here in Acts, what what you know, what impedes me from being from from being baptized? Filling up the baptistry, we got <laughs> yeah, that's so, it, brother. Yeah, yeah, there's some logistics here that maybe uh, uh, Philip doesn't have to didn't have to worry about. But um, and so you know and he expresses, he says, I have accepted it. I understand. Uh, he gave me a very clear testimony that he understood that salvation was not in the church. It wasn't in his works, that it was in what Jesus Christ did. And so I think there's still some confusing aspects for him. Which is probably going to you know? be for a while. I mean, you can't, 70, right, 70 right. years of having this drilled in your head. But what you can see is you can see that he's learning and he's open. He's not like coming and arguing with us. He's asking why. And so like sometimes he'll ask uh, well, he told me like on this journey during, you know, during these conversations, and all that, he said, uh, uh, Gary, I, uh, Pastor Gary, I almost, he's telling me in Spanish, of course, but he said, I, I almost bought you an icon. Uh, I wanted to buy you an icon. And it was a cross with a, with a, a replica or, or Jesus or something like that. And he was like, and so I almost bought it for you because I wanted to give it to you as a gift. But then I thought, they don't have icons. And I don't know why they don't have icons. I mean, it's important. To, it was important to him. I love that and though. So, that's yeah. that's like faith on such an infant level. That's like, yeah. That, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and so he's asking me about that, and so that was kind of started the whole let's get together and, and study because what I presented to him, he said. So he said, I have questions like that, and he said, I understand that you you all don't do some things that I have done over my life, but I want to I want to understand why. And I said, and so here was the big big moment for me. I said, look. I'd be more than willing to uh, sit down with you, but um, we're in order to do that. The Bible has to be our, our our source of information, and so if you would agree that the Bible can, we'll let the, we'll open the Bible. I'll show you from from the Bible why we do or don't do something. Okay, and we'll let the Bible speak. Uh, and if you're okay with that, I'll do the study. But I don't want to get into um, I don't want to get into arguing and debating about the church or the Catholic Church. Or I'm not going to get into to, to all that. But if you have a question, 
if we if you can allow us to open the Bible and we can say what does the Bible say about this, then man, I'll I'll, I'll be more than I mean I'm honored to 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 do that. And he said, fine. He said, yeah, that's, that's good. That's awesome. <clears throat> and and so you know that was a big step I think on his part because. A lot of times with the Catholics here, you know, they don't want to get to the Bible. They want to talk about tradition. Well, and they honestly, talk about man, the church. I had, oh, probably a year ago, just when the pandemic was cranking down, we were still wearing masks. We were allowed to meet in our homes and stuff like that. I had one of the girls from the church invite a, a kid that was training to be a Catholic priest. Holy cow. Um, all I can say was I was proud of the university students because they, they started firing back because I was in that real fine line. Between, he was just wanted to argue about everything. Yeah. And everything that he wanted to come back with was extra biblical and it was historical and that kind of stuff. There's no doctrine to it. It was just based on, well, you know, back in this, you know, yeah. the, this century and blah, blah, blah. And this, this, this. And so, but I actually have a girl that never has come back to the Bible study. She was the one that invited him, and I think it embarrassed her, and I felt horrible. I, we've invited her back multiple times, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you, it is, those are that's a hard nut to crack. I mean, I was trying to find the fine line between not letting it get out of hand, but trying to be yeah. gracious to the guy. And finally, I was just like, "Look, we don't believe the way you do, yeah. and so you're more than welcome to be here and play games with us." But um, and it's so funny. His his voice sounded like uh, you know the kid on the Polar Express that's on the train, and he's talking to the other. He's got a real nasally voice. That's exactly how he sounded. But anyway, mm. so no, I don't think I've, I've seen the whole thing of that. I, I thought that was going to be a more interesting movie than it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> I it just it just didn't quite get me. And a little Francisco story too is uh, he's not he wouldn't strike you as a business person on the street. He's not a real super dressy up kind of person. In fact, one night I think he had a meeting with you or something here. It was during youth night, and I didn't know him. And I had seen him come to church a little bit, but he walked in like a man on a mission. Oh, yeah. And uh, he gets very focused. Well, and and the thing is, you know, I'm supposed to be taking care of the youth, and there's this guy walking in that I don't know. I've seen him before, but it just seems awkward that he's walking in on youth night, you know, <laughs> with his, with his, I mean, it's like he had laser focus and he wasn't stopping for nothing. So I'm tailing this dude going into the church going, hey, how can I help you? How can I help you? And he's like, oh, I got a meeting with Gary. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. No big deal. Good. Yeah. Let me help you. But I was just like, what is going on, man? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he brought, I mean, he he made, we made a mistake. Somebody at the church, um, I think it was, was it VBS? Um, he brought his kid and his kid's only like eight years old and okay. he's in his seventies. And so when he came to pick him up, they were like, your grandpa's here to pick you up. Oh. <laughs> but you know, he, he let it roll off him and fine. Uh, he, he was, you know, he called me or text me or something. And he said, I just have one problem with this vacation Bible school. It needs to be like all summer. And of course, you know, your, your workers aren't thinking that, No, you know, they're thinking, uh, we can maybe do it one, one day less or whatever. You had three days. I think one or two of those were you know, pouring the rain, but he was so excited. And, and here's, I guess we could pull out another point here for uh, concerning Francisco. So Francisco gets baptized after 70 years in the Catholic church, expressing his faith and then wanting to, to follow in for a Catholic to receive baptism from you know, a Baptist, a Baptist, you know, or evangelical, let's say here. Um, that's a big, that's a big break. That's yeah. a big, I mean, that is, that is really showing that, Hey, you're, you've left the Catholic He's church just behind. Disavowed, yeah. Yeah. And so 
you know, you see this change in Francisco, and you see his desire to serve. I mean, he is he's volunteering for everything he can volunteer for. He even volunteered to help out with the youth group, you know. And so Carlos is not quite sure he necessarily fits with, with that, but it's just his heart's desire to, to, to He just serve. wants to plug in. He wants you to know? be a part of what's going on. But here's the thing. There were several different, um, if we can say it this way, touches with Francisco, okay? Yeah. Um, maybe not the right word, but uh, contact points. With, yeah. with, with with Francisco. Uh, his impression of the Christian school had prepared the way because he had had a very positive experience with the teachers and the administration as a whole. So his concept of Christianity was um, was really aided by his son's experience in the Christian school. Now think about this. If he brings him to the Christian school when there's a Catholic school right beside it and the experience is horrible, if teachers are are mean and gruff and if the administration is, you know, not Christ-centered and Christ-focused, what that would have done for the preparation of his heart, okay? But it was a positive experience. So then he has he has uh he has an opportunity. He's connected to me through DMIs. And then I reference him back to, so I do, I have my little part. Okay. Yeah. So I, I do my little thing. I reference him back to DMIs who then is sharing, um, her testimony with him, which makes an impact because he, he knows of her and respects her from the, the, the school. And then he gets involved in the Bible studies, like pastor Carlos's Bible. So there are many contact points here. And yeah, I so, love that. And so when I look at the life of Francisco, I, yes, definitely, um, maybe I was in the position, uh, a key position in the sense of kind of connecting all these dots and sort of being that guy in the middle and all that. But I'm telling you, if the others around me are not doing their thing, Francisco and I don't have the conversation that we need to have. Well, I'm just telling you, um, I have been now two years, a little over two years with the team since August. Um, and I have worked in other teams um, and our team is not perfect and I don't think anybody would, and nobody expects perfection. Yeah. Um, but I love working with this team for that very thing, because it's like, it's like just making contacts with different people at different times. You know, if I, I, I love that. And we all seem to be working cohesively together and, and, you know, even just talking to, uh, Carlos Cruz, for instance, the other day, a cool contact, but I mean, this isn't necessarily about somebody else. It's just about that unity. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about Semka and I never thought about him as a teacher. And, uh, he was like, man, I love what, I love what the, the philosophy where you guys are going with this. And if I can be a help and I could be a part of it, I'd love to be. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, you know, for me, um, I've been I've been in bad teams and this is a good team and I yeah, love how we work co- cohesively together, um, I, I, because just like Francisco, you you, pro- I mean, not that God couldn't do what He did, but He definitely did it through many people, not just one person. So yeah, I think when we talk about you know Jesus t- talked about the different soils, yeah, the gospel that the word falls on, and I think one of the things that you see as a team is that. Um, Sometimes you, sometimes you get the joy of being right there when the person uh, receives the Lord. Okay. And you're the one that is used to, to share, share the gospel. But many times you're just part of uh, picking up the rocks. Yep. Uh, clean, cleaning the rocks off, tilling up the ground. Maybe, maybe you get to plant the seed. Maybe you get to water the seed. And, and that's what Paul's aiming at when he's saying some one, plant, some, some water. Plant, some, God gives, God know, gives the increase. God gives the increase. And so, 
really all of those people are important. Yep. And so I, I don't, I don't feel like, uh, like my last podcast that I share that, you know, I, I'm a great <laughs> humble servant of God, you know, before I get into this big argument about, you know, who knows who, um, I don't feel like, well, I'm the key player in, um, I, you know, I'm the only player in this thing. I look at it and see that many different people had a part in that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say, um, I guess you could say I, I was used at a, at a at a key point, so to speak, but my part doesn't probably have the effect. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our relationship doesn't have the effect if if he doesn't even want to talk to me because he's had a horrible experience right. at Las Palmas, and if if Diamandis does isn't who she is, if his experience with her at Las Palmas is really negative, and then she's talking about how Christ has changed her life, and he was like, "Bull, I don't believe it." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, and if it's even a step further too, because when you take a rewind and you go back about twenty twenty five years, when Gary's not even here yet, Gary's at Marshall University, and yeah. Diamandis's life is going on at that point, and God's already shaping lives so that one day they're going to meet a Francisco in a few, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later and pour into his life. And yet when you think about that, it's just amazing how God orchestrates and works and puts it all together on the team level. Like yeah, that. Yeah. And, 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 and when you can be part of a team that it's not about, um, it's not about personalities. I mean, we all have our different personalities and, and I mean, it's every, it's every, it's every direction. We've got a good mix, but when people can give each other grace and space to be who they are exactly yeah and and be in their lane and you know there are some things that uh appeal to you that don't appeal to me vice versa and appeal to other people but but the bigger picture of all this is we're working for the same thing yep and so um you know, sometimes I get to be a role and an assist to something you're doing vice versa for me or, or for the team. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're, we're doing something that, and that's why I think you will, it's, Quizás, uh, maybe, Quizás. Yeah, maybe, Tal vez. <laughs> maybe <laughs> there is a, uh, it's definitely, it can be more complicated with the team, with all the different personalities, but I believe that you can accomplish a lot more if a team is unified into purpose because you're using the the multiple gifts and talents and experiences and and, and minds and counsel and, and you're working for something. And I think when a team is working well, it's a beautiful thing because the, the contact points that you're going to have. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally think, agree. Yeah. So I think Francisco is, is an evidence of trophy of the gospel and a trophy of the gospel, not only the impact of the gospel, but also my, my, my point that I've been trying to, trying to slam home here is just the, the value of having a whole ministry that is pouring uh, I think the Italians are looking for you. Yeah, that sound like a gun <laughs> They're coming for you. Well, just just realizing that you don't have to be – we're not able to control. We can't control when Francisco yeah. gives his life. Some plants, some water, God gives the increase. Yeah. You and I were talking about somebody last night that has kind of strayed away from church, and but we're maintaining that contact. But um, Phone calls every once in a while, a little text message now and then, because when that person goes through a crisis of faith again in their life and they, they feel the need to come back, I want that bridge to be there. And who knows? I'm, I might scoop him up or you might scoop him up. Who knows? Who yeah. knows he's going to come talk to you? He might come t- talk to Carlos because we've all had connection yeah. with his life. Maybe even if he sees my wife because she's chatted with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's been a bridge is built. And so we can't force him to have a relationship. We can't tell him he's got to stop, you know, whatever, and, and all of a sudden give his life. But what we can do is be there for when he's ready. Yeah, and 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 I, I would, yeah, most certainly. And I I would r- remind 
our listeners that God is at work. You know, we, I think we've said this in a couple podcasts before. You know, Black will be wrote a whole book about it. Yep. Like God's at work. Find where he is at work and, and, and join him in that. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be preaching this Sunday from, from Acts 10, where God is preparing Cornelius, God is preparing Peter, and he's putting them on a path that's going to expand the gospel to the Gentiles. And if you really look at this, this is bigger than Peter. It's bigger than Cornelius. God's got a master plan. And, and, and yeah, the, the, the time is different now. We're not, we're not expecting God to speak to us and lead us to each other in dreams and all that. We have the completed word of God. We, we understand that. But absolutely, God still puts people in our paths. Yep. I, I still believe Agreed. that God connects people. Just keep building those gospel relationships in the community. That's Don't give up do. on people. If somebody like Francisco, 70 years in the Catholic Church, if he can get clarity about salvation by grace through faith, uh, there's hope for whomever you're dealing with that you you think, oh, this person will never receive the Lord. Well, Francisco is 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 a good example. We're not we're not Pentecostals, but miracles are still happening. So we're excited about that. And and so yeah, when we do podcasts about the frustrations of ministry or things that, that we deal with sometimes, these are the podcasts that make it all worth it because it's easy to for, I don't care about car accidents or narcissists when I'm seeing somebody give their life to Christ. So Yeah, this is what makes it worth it all. So. Yep. Well guys, thanks for being with us and we'll catch you on the next episode.